Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hey, Brittany. Hi, Connor. We've spent a lot of time in past episodes talking about the important amendments in the Bill of Rights, but there's one amendment we haven't yet discussed, and it's the 10th the one. Uh, which is the last one that's part of the Bill of Rights, but incredibly important, and as we'll get into, I think often ignored. Uh, so, Tenth Amendment. Any any chance you remember this one off the top of your head? So I know I can't quote it. I'm not that. I'm not that. Uh, I don't have that good of a memory. But I believe the Tenth Amendment is the one that gives individual states more control over making their own laws, right? Yeah, and and maybe uh, it doesn't give those uh, states powers they don't already have. I think. A little twist on what you said is that it recognizes that the states do have, you know, those uh, powers and authorities. Ah. They kind of they they retain that control. And and when the founding fathers created this bill, think of it, right? They they debated this constitution again and again and again, and then they had to send the constitution out to the public to to be ratified. And all the different states would get together, and their legislatures would kind of. Uh, they'd have representatives to vote and, and so forth to say, do we want this constitution? And so there was this big debate in all of the different uh, colonies and states. And uh, should we adopt the constitution or not? And, and, and the product of these, these men in this closed room, right, for uh, a long period of time creating this constitution was now subject to the, the uh, opinions of the entire country. Right, good and bad. And during that debate, all these kind of concerns emerged where uh, Madison and others were like, okay, hey, no, we're, we're going to do this Bill of Rights, that if the Constitution is passed, one of the first things the new Congress will do is pass this, you know, this package uh, of, of amendments, uh, amendments one through 10. There were actually more that were proposed. Mm -hmm. uh, the Bill of Rights uh, might have been longer, but ended up being these 10. Uh, that became the, the first amendments to the Constitution, because, again, during the debate, they're like, oh, well, what about this and what about that? And so they're like, OK, hey, well, you know, if we pass this thing, we'll go quickly amend it to. And I mean, think of it, Brittany, I, I literally like probably at least once or twice a year have this thought in the back of my mind come up to the surface. And it's what would the world be like today without the Bill of Rights? Oof. <laughs> well, I mean, what would America like if we didn't have the, again, we've talked about many of these. If we didn't have the First Amendment protecting freedom of speech. If we didn't have the Second Amendment protecting, you know, our right to, to bear arms, uh, have firearms to protect ourselves, if we didn't have the Fourth Amendment that requires, you know, the government to 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 not, you know, spy on us, basically, I mean, like all these amendments have such important things, and I'm like, oh man, I can't even imagine what the the country would would be like, uh, uh, you know, if we didn't have these 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 amendments in place. And they still break them. <laughs> That's funny to me. It's like, we have them and they still trample, you know, all over them. But but one thing that I think the 10th Amendment does is there are obviously more than 10 ways the government can take advantage of its people, right? So these were just what, what the founders, and I like that you said, because, well, framers, actually, because they were building the Constitution, yeah. they debated back and forth what should be included in this. And and Madison, I can't remember his quote, but what is it? If if government was made of angels, you know, we wouldn't need all these things. But And then Jefferson kind of commented, we have to, you know, bind people, chain them by the Constitution. Again, that hasn't always happened. Yeah. But so so it's important to remember that these 10 were just the 10 that they decided on at this time, right? There, <laughs> there are more. Absolutely. There are more things. 
And so let, let's focus in on the 10th Amendment. Here's what it says word for word. It's not very long. And, and then we'll explain kind of what it means. So it says the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. So, so to unpack that a little bit, the powers that aren't delegated or, or kind of given, right, to the United States, which is this new federal government. So the power is not given to the federal government in the Constitution um, or that aren't prohibited in the Constitution for the states. So there's some things that the Constitution says, hey, states, you can't you know, do this, right? So it's saying as long as it's a power that wasn't given to the federal government and it's not a power that the, that the states are prohibited in the Constitution from having, then all the rest of those powers are reserved to the states or to the people, and, and I, that latter part I think is especially important. We can talk about that in a bit, but, but fundamentally, Brittany, what this is saying is under the Constitution, all the states got together and they're like, okay, we'll create this federal government and we'll give it some of our powers, the, these existing kind of powers that the states had. Okay, yeah, we'll let you, you know, declare war and we'll let you, you know, make money, whatever. Um, so we're going to give you these powers. We're going to delegate these powers to you, but all the rest of them, we get to keep, we're, we're going to do, we're going to do things the way we want. That's what the 10th amendment said. It was like a guarantee or a, a promise to these states that, Hey, you guys are going to be able to control what happens in your states, make your own laws. The federal government will be small. It'll only be focused on these, <laughs> these like powers that, you know, you delegated, you states delegated to the federal government and you chuckle, Brittany. Why? Right. Because that's not at all what has happened. No. <laughs> I mean, the Constitution. And I mean, I think another and this is a whole other episode we need to talk about because the 14th Amendment is, I think, what's often used to, to kind of abuse that by the federal government. But again, that is, that is a topic for another time. So I guess my question for you, Connor, is what is kind of an example to you of 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 the 10th Amendment? And maybe this could go either way of the 10th Amendment protecting the states or the 10th Amendment putting the states at odds with the federal government? Oh, there's a lot to discuss. Yeah. Um, I, <clears throat> I, uh, I, before I started Libertas Institute, I worked with an organization called the 10th Amendment Center. They're great. And uh, I kind of ran a, a state chapter for them here where I live. And, you know, we were focused at the time on, on these exact issues. You ask, you know, for what are some examples? And one of the biggest fights we were involved in at the time that I was involved uh, with that issue was healthcare. Uh, mm, Obamacare yeah. was, was the big debate. And, and nowhere, nowhere in the Constitution does it say anything about the federal government compelling people to buy health care insurance, health insurance. Uh, nowhere does it say the federal government can, can fine people if they don't. Uh, you know, buy something, in this case, healthcare insurance. Nowhere does it say that the federal government can tax people to pay for healthcare. Which is what they did, right? They called it a tax to try to get away with it. Well, and, and even just uh, welfare in general, yeah. right? Federal welfare uh, programs, right? That's not in the Constitution. These, these were always envisioned to remain state issues. And, and yet, so healthcare is one example where the federal government is extremely involved now when it comes to healthcare. And, uh, and, and the problem with that is that you don't get diversity, these kind of laboratories of democracy, as they're called, where if you don't like what's happening in one state, you can move to another. The more of these issues that are pulled up to a federal level for the federal government to be involved in, even though the 10th Amendment says otherwise, 
the less diversity we have in our country. And, and the more we fight over who's going to be the president, who's going to be in Congress, because they're now in charge of so much more that they were ever supposed to be. And so that's why every election, every, you know, uh, appointment at the federal level is like war for people because it's a matter of, you know, life and death for some. It's, oh, we need to win Congress so that we can force people to pay for my health care because I think it's a right. Um, and, and it's just such a problem when the federal government completely ignores the 10th Amendment, when when other people, frankly, freedom fighters ignore the 10th Amendment. And, and we don't really focus on what this actually says. And, and, and the Supreme Court has been a problem because they've interpreted laws over the decades in a way that basically guts the 10th Amendment. Yep. Uh, they basically say, and we won't get into specifics because it's a little too detailed for our, our young audience, but they, they basically said that there are these tiny little portions of the Constitution uh, like the Commerce Clause or the General Welfare Clause, if you want to go do some homework on those, maybe we'll dedicate episodes to them later. Um, they're, they're saying these little portions of the Constitution, they expand them to mean something radically different than what the Founding Fathers ever meant, but they latch onto these little words in the Constitution in a way that completely undermines the Tenth Amendment. Here the Tenth Amendment is saying, all the powers that we have, we're only delegating some to the federal government, we're keeping the rest ourselves to the states or to the people, and the federal government today is like, <laughs> yeah, right, you are. That's uh, cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah pat, pat you on the head. Oh, that's nice. You think that way. But we have supreme power and we'll pass whatever law we want. And and the court upholds them, uh, the, the federal court, right? This is a federal supreme court. And they say, yeah, the federal government can have all these powers. And so unfortunately, the Tenth Amendment was supposed to be this safeguard, this promise, and it's been totally undermined. So I was thinking prohibition fit in this, but it actually might be more of a 14th Amendment issue because the federal government has made these laws about, you know, what we can put in our body. But raw milk might be a good example because there is no federal law against raw milk, mm -hmm. or is there? Correct me if I'm wrong. You know, I, I don't know, actually. Okay, so I so I'm not sure if that fits in, but but I do know one thing is that 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 is taking power away from the states, right? Because you are trying to imply that the states can't do this, but the Tenth Amendment should be empowering states to make their you know to set their own things because you know state and local governments are close to the people, and and the line people is in the Tenth Amendment. So when the federal government is passing all these laws, they don't know what what you know Connor and in Highland, Utah, or, you know, where I think it's close to that, you know, somewhere like that, they don't know what you want or what your neighbors want. So I think that's why the 10th Amendment is so important. Uh, another example of what the federal government should not at all be involved in constitutionally is uh, uh, things like drugs. Uh, I'll use cannabis as an example. We had to change the law in our state to allow sick people to use uh, medical cannabis because it helped a lot of people. And, and it was a big problem because the federal government has a law saying you're not allowed to use cannabis. We have a mutual friend, I think, Weldon Angelos. Yes, who, he's, yeah, he's a friend of mine. Who, uh, who, who broke the law uh, when it comes to cannabis, the federal law. And uh, the judge uh, was forced to sentence him to, I think it was like 55 years in prison ridiculous, for yeah. this tiny little crime. And, uh, you know, over a decade and a half or so later, he was finally uh, released and uh, just got a pardon uh, a little while back from President Trump before he left office, actually, because this was a crazy crime. But it was because the federal government said, oh, that cannabis plant, you're not allowed to have that. Where in the Constitution does it say anything about the federal government banning certain substances? Now, 
the you know what drugs should be uh, legal and illegal and all that that's a very important conversation uh, to have and our listeners are probably uh, have some diverse thoughts on that but for purposes of our discussion today what's important to understand is those are state level issues mm-hmm. right or the, should be at least right precisely if if anyone's going to regulate them it should be at the state level not at the federal level the constitution uh, does not have anything where the states delegated the power to dictate what people could put in their bodies. That was never to be, the federal government was all the states, the colonies getting together and saying, hey, we're gonna kind of join forces for purposes of basically external relations like war and diplomacy and trade, right? We're gonna have this united front as a country when it comes to outward facing things. But when it comes to internal things with our own people, that's where the states kind of manage their own affairs. Right. The, the federal government is going to boss people around. We're just kind of a little kind of association for when it comes to dealing with people outside of our country. Well, that that vision is, is totally gone because now the federal government not only deals with the external stuff, they, they boss people around like crazy on mm-hmm. the internal stuff and take the power away from the states, which I think totally undermines the, the vision and the promise of the 10th Amendment. And I want to, there's one more thing, and I can't believe this didn't come to mind sooner. And credit where credit is due, I actually think Trump was pretty good about this during COVID. It is not the president's job to tell us what, you know, we can do as far as the response to, you have to wear masks, you have to do this. And and the governors were, were the ones who were supposed to take that power because of the 10th Amendment. And some did better than others. South Dakota governor, what is her name again? It's not Gretchen Whitmer. She was the terrible one. <laughs> Yeah, you caught me off guard. I can't I remember, remember, but she, yeah. she was great. She didn't shut down the economy, right? She allowed people to choose for themselves. Now, then you had states like California and New York where where people were abusing their emergency powers, even in Kentucky, which they just overruled that the governor, the Congress did, that the governor couldn't do, or legislature, state legislature, that the governor couldn't abuse his you know emergency powers. So one thing to keep in mind is that, that the states were the ones that had the right to do that, that it shouldn't have been the president shutting down every state and and under trump it wasn't and i'm not really sure what's going to happen under under biden so we'll see oh yeah because biden uh, on the campaign trail was promising national mask yep. mandate and you know vaccination and everything else and 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 right towards the end of the campaign he thankfully was already having to walk it back and say mm-hmm. oh we're, we're gonna we're gonna work with the governors and the mayors and try and get this done like recognizing that there are at least sort of some limits still at least where you know the states kind of assert themselves and say you know you don't have the power to be bossing us around like that it's uh governor noam in in south dakota yes yes i love Um, her (laughs) and so there are some governors who are kind of standing their ground and saying you know we're not going to do that in our state we're going to take a different path and uh and what i love the most about the 10th amendment here as we conclude are those final four words right uh these powers are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. It doesn't mean that the states should be bossing us around and everything. It doesn't mean that the states inherently have, you know, total power over our lives uh, and should be able to control us in whatever they want. Ultimately, it's the people. When we talk about local control being a good thing, the most local control you can have is the family unit, people Mm -hmm. together governing their own lives, individuals having power over their own lives. And, And that to me is the ultimate vision of the 10th Amendment that that power resides at the at the smallest level possible with the individual. And then it's kind of delegated up the chain where it makes sense. We've totally veered away from that. There's so much work here to do. Uh, we'll link on our show notes page today to the 10th Amendment Center. Uh, if you'd like to 
look at that. Maybe the Wikipedia page for the Tenth Amendment. You can read some of the the sad history about how it uh, is less than relevant today. But that just means there's opportunities and there's work to be done to try and push back. So again, keep reading your Tuttle Twins books. Let's learn about these ideas and we can fight back for freedom and ultimately win. A great topic as always, Brittany. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.